Hey everybody, it is T with Jesus back with another podcast. I am your host, Daisha, our co-host, Jesus. Hello. We always like to speak to Jesus um, because he is always a guest. Well, he's not always a guest. He is the star of the podcast. But we like to speak to him because he is our friend. He is our brother. He is our all in all. And if he's our all in all, that means he plays many facets. And that means we can speak to him freely. And so that's what we do here. Back with us again. Never a guest. Always a family person. Ariel. <laughs> hey, hey. So we have just finished watching A Jingle Jingle which is one of Netflix's newest Christmas movies um, starring uh, Forrest Whitaker. Um, I'm sorry. I'm so going to... I think it's... I think her name is Anika. She played in Dreamgirls. She was the girl who was in love with um, Jimmy... And she also played in Princess and the Frog. Um, she was the voice of Tiana. Okay, she's amazing. She's amazing. She's amazing actress and singer. Okay, she can blow already. She 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 can hold her own. All right, don't sleep on her. Um, so we're gonna give our talk, our thoughts about the movie. And also this whole scenario about this restaurant and about the manager and the way um, he dealt with his customers. But yes, spoiler alert in terms of the movie. So in case you haven't seen it. Please click out. Watch it. If not, <laughs> if you're not going to watch it, keep listening. You know? Click up, watch it, and come back. Right. If you don't care about spoilers, please listen. If you do, come back later. First of all, um, about, okay, so give me a rating out of 10 for the cover of the movie. Is it for the cover? The cover. Like, how do you like the cover? Like, when you go to see it. I want to give it like a 7 out of 10. Like it's, it's good, but it's not. I feel like it could have been so much more because the movie was. Okay, for the main points of the movie, it could have been like bigger. Like, I know that Journey was the star of the movie, basically. But I I don't know. Maybe if she had the blue ball of magic and then Buddy was in the middle, I think that would have been nicer. Seeing as though her belief is what brought him back. What do you think? Mm -hmm. 
That, that is true. You don't get the full idea of what's to come in the movie. Exactly. As you can say from from the cover. So, yeah. I would, I would definitely agree on that. So you go to 7 out of 10? Yeah. Alrighty. Okay. Overall, what would you give it out of a 10? The movie itself? Mm-hmm. Should I narrow it down to five? I, honestly, narrow it down to what? If I narrow it down to five, out of five stars. Well, I mean, regardless which one, like five stars or ten, I, I would do five or ten. <laughs> um, regardless which way we rate it. Um, one, because of rewatchability. Right. Because I watch it twice. <laughs> this is my first time um, watching it. Yeah, that was that was um Daisy's first time. But yeah, for me, this is my second time watching it. Um and I enjoyed it just as much if not more than the first time. Mm-hmm. Um because when I was able to see like more because I I paid even more attention this time than the first time I watched it. So that was part of that. Um where I saw more. But just in general, like it being that type of movie where you can, you know, watch multiple times, you know, just with that, I'm like instant hint. <laughs> but um, and also because of like the lessons you can learn mm-hmm. from the movie, you know, it's like great and. It, it makes it in an entertaining way, you know. So, what's your number? In the reading? Yes. I said 10. Oh, that's it. I was like, hold and up. And doing stars, I said 5. Okay. 5 <laughs> stars? Okay. Um, <sighs> that's, it's hard. Because it is a really good, it is a really good movie. And it's a very, it is a rewatchable movie. I'll say that. Um, I do like Netflix's Christmas movies a lot more than Hallmark. Because they're not just simple, okay, uh, this woman comes to this small town working. She meets this guy. They have an argument. And then by the end of the movie, they fall in love. It's more than that. Like... Even the series, um, I think about the Royal Prince or something. This woman, she's a blogger and she falls in love with this guy and she and then she finds out he's a prince of um of a country called Nadovia over in England. And so she actually helps save the economy. She also helps figure out the mystery of the family heirloom and why there's almost so much drama between them and China. She's like, like the story actually, they're actually doing something versus just, yeah, get away from me. No, you're going to be nice because mm-hmm. it's what your heart is telling you to do. Like, no. Um, 
I'll give it a eight. Why an eight? Because I don't like the beginning of the movie. What? Because it's like kind of like. No. After seeing Fall from Grace, Felicia Rashard just does not leave a good sight in my mind. Like, I just So keep... basically, it's just because who they picked for the character. Yes. It's not the movie itself. It's just... I'll... No. It's just... Okay. Because when... She's playing a different character. She's not the same character in The Fall from Grace. I know. She still hasn't you said to, anything. You have to separate that. I know. She still hasn't said anything about Bill Cosby yet. So, I have a feeling about that, too. But that's here nor there. But... In terms of, I think the movie starting off was a little slow. I was like, can you read us another story? Okay. I think it's time for a new story. Like, if it was something, like, if there was, like, magic popping off from the beginning, sure. But you have to have it, like... Build up. Grow and build up. Yeah, you can't, like, have it just boom, because... Then at that point, it's like, okay, you know, we're starting from there. Then where can you go? You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of things y'all see where it starts off with, like, someone dying or whatever. It's like, you know, just starting off with something, like, huge. So then it's mm-hmm. like, you have to try to find something bigger than that. I don't know if I, like... And that just could be me. I don't, sometimes I don't like, well, my mother does not like stories that tell back in time. So basically build, telling the story, building up to now. Mm-hmm. Well, she doesn't like when stories go back and forth. Like you're in a present day where we're telling the story about the past and then you come back to the present. That's what she doesn't like. She doesn't like the flipping. But... Regardless of that, I did not like, I guess, I wish there was more, I wish in the beginning, it could have, she, I wish they would have let them know, hey, this is the story of me. This is my story. This is the story of me when I was a little girl or I was a young girl. Or this is my Christmas story. You mean, but a lot of times in movies and shows and stuff, you want that suspense, right? Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you can kind of probably assume that mm-hmm. in the movie, because especially sometimes that happens anyway. Because you know, right. say, you know, the person telling the story, they're like one of the main characters, mm-hmm. right? It's happening, like other stuff. It was like, you can kind of already assume that. I mean, there was a little magic. I wish there was like a little bit more. Maybe she was like holding something and there was like magic from it. I mean, the book was magical, but just a little bit more. You had the fire in the book. I thought it was just glitter in the air. Like smoke. Okay, whatever. (laughs) No, that was part of it. 
Oh, okay. The fire. Okay, the... Because remember, they kept asking the, the brother, like, do you see it? And until the end before they started... No, I think at the end or, like, whatever, at some point, then he's trying to, like, yeah, he sees it. Okay. Right? But from the beginning, the sister side. Yeah. Because she was starting to become magical. I still give it an eight. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I think that um, Loretta Devine would have been so much better, but that's just me. I don't know. I, I, hey. I think she did. Hmm? I think she did good. Who? She did. I, you know who would be really nice? Jennifer Lewis. Just to see her in a different light or a different scenario than what she usually is. Maybe. She's always like being... That loud aunt or a loud mother being boisterous and yeah. Exactly, that's the thing. And she like, I think naturally has that type of voice. So she I don't does. Know if that would convey what they wanted to show in this movie. Yeah. But they're having that voice naturally. Mm-hmm. But Jordy, as a little girl, had. So, it would be like, as she got older, it kind of calmed down. But then, while Jennifer Lewis and the kids are, like, flying, then she's going about and starting to be that old way that she was and being loud and outspoken and doing all these Cool and crazy things and flipping in the air. I I think that would have been. Yeah, but Journey was like not obnoxiously loud. Like she was just like curious. Like regular loud for a kid and yeah, curious. Okay. She wasn't like all out there, but yeah, when you know, they did have that part where mm-hmm. they flew, like, yeah, she did all that. But again, a lot of it she's a kid. And but I, she wasn't allowed. Right. I uh, I also issue. Uh, never mind. I won't say that because we don't know what Journey's father looks like. It's like she is too light, and this is not being colors or anything. We don't know who her father is. Because her mother left home and built a life outside of her father because her father pushed her away. Mm-hmm. So we don't know who Jeremy's father is. So I, we don't know if it's light skin or it's dark skin. I think... To not know who her father is... Mm, I don't know if she's... I I just think she's like a little too light to be her daughter. 
But then again, you can't totally say that if she doesn't know who the father is. Exactly. Because the father could be late. Right. And that's... I would I, I would have liked to have seen her father. Or see, is her father supportive of this? What happened to her father? Because that's a missing piece of the story. Because they never even mentioned that, you know... Uh, Jessica even liking anybody. It just said that her father pushed her away and she left. True. Would you have liked to see him? I mean, it would have been cool. Like, it wouldn't make the movie longer. Um, but also in that scene, yet, you can kind of use your own imagination and like things that could have happened, right? Because mm-hmm. like, again, with the Knowing that her father pushed her away, mm-hmm. you know, there could have been I was thinking they that. Had issues because of having father issues or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or he was I in was, the army or something or yeah. whatever. Like, I was thinking that, and I could be wrong. Because the question is, never mind. Well, he knew that everything. He knew where everything was. But the question is, how did Gusto know how to make everything work? I mean, yes, it was in the book, but there was a certain level of magic for everything to work. Because he was in the Venom too. Yeah, but only the original Venom knows exactly how to make it work. It's eventually work. Just like God only knows truly how we work and operate and what we're going to do. You also think about it. He was under him for a while. Because before he sold the book. Right. But there were certain things that he only had in his mind. That he didn't write down. In terms of certain things, yeah. And what are those were the key things? Everything that... He... Look at Buddy. It took them forever to figure out Buddy. Well, think about when he started doing that one. Because then he, he started stopped. losing himself. Right. Right. I he mean, didn't but Gusto didn't even need it. And that's what was needed for, it to, for Buddy to work. Right. He needed Belief. to believe. But he stopped believing in himself. So just Both of them? Because Gusto didn't believe either. And it didn't work. But he didn't know he had to believe in order to make it work. True. So there's that. Right. So the creator, the creator only knows. The creator knows how the creation works. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that Jessica. I don't know how loyal she was to her father, or what happened. But maybe something happened. She crossed paths with Gusto and blah, blah, blah. He figured out the key, even more keys to success, figure out how to make them work. And poof, journey. And he's like, I don't ever see you again. I'm done with you. She leaves him, lives her life. 
still feel like her from her father. And Gusto becomes the toy maker of the year 28 times in a row that he likes to flaunt about about. Hmm. I still think Gusto knew what to do because like one, it was in the book, and two, who he worked under, right? Because how else, in terms of those specific inventions, would he have known those things, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. Um. Because by then, Jessica has left. So you know that Jessica knew mm-hmm. she's gone at that's that point. Point. So it was the fact that it was like, it was right there, it's written down. I know. Well, Jessica wasn't gone at that time. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Jessica was gone at that point. No, she wasn't. When he stole it? He stole the stuff in the beginning. Jessica was young. Well, all that stuff was in the beginning. You said so Jessica was God. Oh. But he <sighs> said. I need a nap, y'all. <laughs> or just to go to bed, but whatever. I'm up here with y'all. Sacrificing my sleep. Anyway, it is late and I need to go to sleep too. But yeah, let's get into to the spiritual stuff so you can. What spiritual things did you see in it? I mean, there were many. I would say there's a lot. Um, I mean, there was one with um. What was that adventure's name? Was it with Gusto? Oh, I don't know what his name was. The little guy. The little robot guy. Yeah, I think it's the little robot guy. Anyway, so for me, um, with that, it was like he was like Satan, right? Because he was the one that tried to, to convince Gusto to steal the book in the first place, right? Right, he was like... So what, he, what he did, though, which made me think of Satan, was like, instead of him trying to make him think that it was stealing out right, he was like, it's just borrowing indefinitely, right? And, like, trying to twist the truth to make it sound better. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm. And then, of course, because Gusto wanted to do it because he... He he wanted attention. Exactly. Right? So it he's really neglected. Right. So all that was tempting. So that's why in the end he ended up doing it. Because exactly. at first he's like, "Isn't that silly?" And the adventure's like, "No, it's just boring indefinitely." So trying to make it sound good, right? Right. So that's what that means. Um. And when Jimmy <laughs> Do you look at me like it's a 
Because you know I'm bad with Okay, who are you speaking of? The main adventure, I guess you could say. Oh, Dranos. Also known as Jerry. AKA Grandpa J. But anyway. <laughs> that would be the easiest one for me to remember, guys. But anyway, so Grandpa J. Right. So he <laughs> I guess kind of like with him losing his belief. One thing I kind of saw is like when when we believe when we lose our belief in like anything, whether it's God or whatever, like he did in like the early part of the movie, he basically ended up trying to to discourage his granddaughter and his assistant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Not really. It was just a kid that just kept bothering him and coming <laughs> in the store. Right. He's like, so can go home. <laughs> right. So it was like, he basically started discouraging them, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's kind of what we can tend to do. And it's like, they wanted to learn from the best. Because he was the best, right? But he lost his belief. And the thing is, you have to be careful who you're around because they can influence you if you're not careful. Right? Mm-hmm. And they're kids. And when you're a kid, you're easily influenced. Mm-hmm. Right? Just like when you're a, a baby in Christ. You can be easily influenced. Right? Right. In terms of your belief. So, but the thing is, Journey's faith, even though she she was hurt with what Grandpa Jay said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she still believed. Her her faith was so strong that she's like, okay, yeah, that may hurt, but I'm going to dust myself off and just continue pushing and try to help him believe again. Right? Because mm-hmm. that's all she wanted. Because she was like, she saw what was in him in a, in a sense that she hadn't seen like the... the fruition obviously because at that point when she was there he he lost his belief but I guess also I guess and knowing what's in her or seeing what's in herself and what she knew of her grandpa she was like I want to see this for myself and I want to see that I'm not the only one right mm-hmm. so she's like yeah I just you know I just want to believe and she didn't let that shake her mm-hmm. right even being a kid which was amazing because even some adults wouldn't have and the loyalty that. that she had to him is yeah even crazy like even though you're yeah. mad at someone you are to stay loyal to them like even when Gusto was like hey what is he working on it's just a pawn shop Mm-hmm. And then he was trying to get her to pull even more out of her. He's like, she's like, I got to put price tags on items in the pawn shop. Like, leave me alone. And then he grabbed her. It was like. Yeah. 
he's like i can't hold it was like because with that right Mm -hmm. for me what i saw is how like pride and greed and all that can like take over to the point where then also there was anger Mm -hmm. right and almost sounded to be like desperation right Mm -hmm. because of how deep he was in it it's like it started consuming him right and that's like when you let the enemy in and it wasn't even really rage either it was it was almost I wouldn't say it was totally it was close it was close it was like almost controlled rage because even after if you remember his hand because I, I mentioned his hand it was like was shaking after like trying to get himself under control right. right so it's like he wasn't totally succumb to that but it was because all of that was starting to totally control him mm-hmm. he'll have moments where he would do something like that and then have to try to catch himself right you know, and it's like, like I was saying, if you let the enemy in, you know, and it stays that way, that's the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, he would then be able to have like that full control that God is supposed to have, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah, there's that. Um. Of course, we talked about the. Oh yeah, in terms of the 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 belief, right? Mm-hmm. So, God already has everything we need. Mm-hmm. Just not all of it is in the physical. Mm-hmm. We have things that's in the spiritual that's waiting for us, right? Mm-hmm. It's our faith and belief that helps it to come to fruition. Because God already did his part. Right. Right? We have to do ours. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, whatever God wants us to do, we have to work our faith, do our part for it to manifest. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. What do you think the spiritual meaning was of the book? Do you think that was a representation of the Bible or the book of life? Or was that just a book of somebody's testimony? Um, just, I have a... Can you, you're referring to the... The, the book that you read the story from, right? Yeah. Because we watched a TikTok of a guy talk about the, the spiritual revelations that he got. He didn't say anything. He didn't really say anything about the book. And I don't know if anybody has really talked about the book itself. Right. Because, I mean... It, 
I mean, it could. The only thing is, I would say it wasn't like his whole story from like birth, right? right. So maybe, maybe it, was, it was more of a like long testimony, and not <laughs> of him, but more of her. Maybe this, like a testimony, this is where I come from. Like, this is my life. Which still brings me back to her father being missing. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's some symbolization of... Her mother's father not being there? I mean, it could because, like, we don't always talk about, like, the, um, the effect of girls slash women <laughs> when, mm-hmm. like, they don't have, have father. their father in their life. Right, which is definitely um, I, I definitely think it's harder than guys, but I can't speak for men, so see, I know I don't think I don't know I don't think I would say harder, but it's definitely, it's definitely different, right? Mm-hmm. Because a father plays different roles in terms of with a boy and with a girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the boy. The father teaches him how to be a man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, part of that, yes, is like showing him how to to treat a lady, go to the bathroom, sports or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, he's into um, being a provider, mm-hmm. um, protector, things like that. Mm-hmm. In terms of a girl, like. He's the first example of how you ought to be treated, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if he's absent or a bad example, that can affect you negatively, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely different. I don't know if I would mm-hmm. say more. I think it's overlooked, but not. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely overlooked. Because I'll say that it's not because you can easily tell that a girl or a woman doesn't have a good relationship with her father by the way that she acts. The thing is, is it talked about, though? That's what I mean in terms of it being overlooked. Like, it's not talked about. Probably not. Like yeah, conversations in the guy. household. Even in the household, I don't think it's it's. Unless it's president, no. But I even think... then, unless they're all girls, then yeah, it may be more of a conversation in the house, right? Mm. To me personally, right? Because I think me, it's just a subject that's generalized. Like, say, had. 
see a woman and man didn't work out and then he's like in and out of his daughter's life or whatever and then then that conversation will happen because now you're not talking about in general you're talking about the specific situation that is happening right but again that's when it's in the household because that's what i mean in terms Mm -hmm. of like publicly and stuff like that i don't see a lot of that unless it's talking about black men well, I was talking about with girls, but yeah, like unless they're talking about like, you know, boys, um, mm-hmm. they don't really talk about that. So like if a girl grows up without a father, right. that's not really put out there. Right. And even sometimes in the household, I think the effect of it is underrated. Right. Right. Especially if you're coming from a... a the mom who had their father mm-hmm. in their life has a girl and a boy, two girls, a boy, whatever. Mm-hmm. More of the focus is on the boy. Right. Because of the fact that the emphasis of the Right, because like, there's that emphasis of the father's supposed to show him how to be a man. Right. Right. But there's no thought of... um what the effects of with um with the girls mm-hmm. definitely um I think that we over well if you go back um um Oprah and Iyanla Van Zandt did a special about um daddyless daughters they also did fatherless sons as well, but dadless daughters um, was a popular um, series that they did on Oprah's masterclass. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I actually think it should be talked about more, right? Um, and I think largely because of my situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, and the thing about it, I guess I never really thought about it at first mm-hmm. because um, I pushed it to the side because, again, thinking more so about my brother and my sister and everybody else, I didn't think about, like, how it was affecting I felt you. about the situation, right? Because I got older, then I found myself getting jealous, right? Because I'd be on the train. And you see other people kids playing with their dad, and I'm sitting there like, I never got that. Or hear about like a father daughter dance. Mm-hmm. Never did that with my dad, you know. Mm-hmm. Hearing um, people go on a father daughter, well, yeah, like father daughter dates. Never had that either. So it's like, it's stuff like that I had missed. Um, and I didn't really totally realize I missed it until later and like seeing all that and getting jealous and had to work through that. Right. But again, that was later because the focus was in terms of that with the not having a dad around or having a bad influence of a dad, the focus is normally on the boys. Right. And me, normally always focusing on other people anyway too. That's where my focus went on. 
everybody else but me. So yeah. it would have been nice if it was more out there and if I had someone to talk to and, and stuff like that and like realize it earlier to work through it because it may have been easier. Because, you know, once you're older, mm-hmm. you're not just dealing with that. You're dealing with other stuff, too, at that point now. Exactly. Um. Because so. a really big point that I think that she was, well, they all like was trying to drive home. She had many. But one was that when, and this is not just about fathers, parents. When you are missing a parent, they leave a hole in your heart that is the size of them. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if it's your mother or your father or even if it was both. So now you have a, yeah. you have a whole, uh, a size hole. You have a parent-sized hole in your heart. Yeah. And then over time, you try to fill it. Mm-hmm. And a hard part, when you're trying to heal from it or you're trying to deal with it, you keep retelling these stories to yourself over and over again. Mm-hmm. And you get back into your feelings because you're telling yourself this long, grand story when it was just as simple as... Daddy gone. He gone. Daddy's not there anymore. That's when you know the difference of where, when you've healed or not. Right. Right. Because even if you went deeper into just saying, you know, my dad wasn't there or whatever, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have that emotion like that anymore. Right. Right? Because, like, yeah, honestly, before, if I was to talk about that, mm-hmm. yeah, I would definitely be in my feelings before. Right. right. So basically, what she had them do was, you know, think in your mind of the whole story and then shorten it. Shorten even more till you get it to a page, then a paragraph, and then maybe a couple sentences, and then down to one that daddy is gone now and that will show your healing process because if you are not healing you're going to still be at the stage when you're telling a story he was never there he didn't love me this is the way he treated me this is how he treated my mother blah blah blah. not necessarily and i only say i only say that because sometimes someone may need to know like a little bit more right so there's that more connection and be like, okay, yeah, you understand because I'm, you know, with something right. similar or whatever. It's just how you say it and right. if there's any emotions from it, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't have to be like this long, drawn-out thing, mm-hmm. right? But just like, okay, me, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. My uh, my parents were married for like twenty years, so I had to deal with like, you know, abuse and stuff from my dad that mm-hmm. whole time, right? He was in and out of the house and the club, and all that. But I can say all that, and I'm fine, right? And it wasn't this long drawn out thing, but it was like a summary mm-hmm. of what I went through. Sure. And I can say it, and like I'm fine, you know. Right. So, so instead of a summary, basically she was trying to get you to 
versus to stop I think I don't know what the purpose is but I think the end result was try to help you not keep dwelling on the small not the small things but every single detail and get to this grand thing just get to the point where he's gone and I know that but like I get it. that but like again like I said even with what I said I didn't go through every detail right it was just like a legit overview within a, a week right. or so whatever not quite as short as like you know my dad wasn't really there but it was just just enough to be like to to get the gist right right but we're gonna end um this podcast because it's late it's, um something something after nine thirty. And y'all might be like, oh, that's not late. It's it's after, it's, it's 10, 18. Okay, it's not late, but it's late. Okay, it's dark outside. We got church in the morning. I'm tired. My muscles are tired. I'm cold. Yeah, it's bedtime. We gotta get, well, I'll probably get up earlier, but. We gotta get up. Yeah, we gotta get up for church. So, until next time. Deuces. Deuces.